This episode is brought to you by Sound Mixology. If you're looking for mixing or mastering services, I personally know a great audio engineer. Head over to soundmixology.com where you can easily request free samples or services. Use promo code BACKONBEAT for 20% off. That's B-A-C-K-O-N-B-E-A-T for 20% off. Let's start the show. But just like giving giving that review, because, you know, there is no Yelp for musicians. That's just not nope. a thing. You Did know, we just invent something right here, right now. <laughs> You're listening to the Back on Beat podcast. Producer and strategy coach Gerald Purify will help you evaluate your current situation and help you build strategies for the changes needed as a musicpreneur. Designed to help you build a clear plan, help you focus on what's important, and overall, explore the tools you need for success. Let's get back on beat. What is going on? Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Back on Beat. This is going to be the part two segment of creating value. But before we get into that, I just want to let you know how excited I am because this is now episode 10. We've now done 10 episodes and to celebrate come episode 15, I'm going to be doing a raffle off. So Sound Mixology has partnered up with Back on Beat to do a raffle of a single professional mix song up to 25 tracks. This is a $115 value that we're giving away for free. In order to be eligible, all you have to do is go and email me at contact at GeraldPurify.com and tell me that you are a listener of the podcast. You will then be entered into the raffle. So now you have five weeks to enter yourself into the raffle. And on episode 15, we will announce on the episode who wins. Once again, this is a professional mix single up to 25 tracks that will be given away. Let's start the show. So let's explore some of those ideas of what can be considered payment. Obviously food. booze works for some i love the wineries that everybody in dine you with one or two bottles of wine yeah yep that's always always really nice yeah um free drinks during the show for the band that's something the the band should never have to pay for their drinks no they should not pay for their food either but it's a thing sometimes sometimes. i i wonder i wonder if the food is so different because the overhead is different for the business but i don't know one of the biggest values for me is just being in front of different people so i've like literally I've always been able to to get some form of work yeah. from the majority of gigs that I played in, whether it be DJing an anniversary party or a wedding. Another band seeks me out to fill in. Like, 
that has created some of the biggest value for me. Yeah. Right. Well, just, I mean, and I would say that that's just, that's just showing up. Yep. You know, just showing up is creating that next opportunity for you. Boom. That is such a good thing to remember. That is yeah. such a good thing to remember. So I, I, I think, like that. Yeah. Show, so showing up. But what does showing up mean? Because it's not just. It's not just being there just and arriving. There, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's taking all those hours that, you know, Aaron and ourselves have put in all those hours and being present and like, you know, giving your all and putting your, you know, your whole soul into what you're doing. When people come, I mean, even like at the farmer's market, when people are walking past our set, they see that we care about it, you know, and they can see on the faces of the people that are invested in it that, you know, they care about it as well too. Um, Like Aaron, it's infectious. Like when you, when you really are giving it your all, it's infectious and that's, that's showing up, giving it everything that you've got and not even just giving it everything you got while you're there, but preparing yourself yes. before you get there to be able to give it a hundred percent because I did a lot of partying when I first got to slow. And I can say that I did not, sh- I was not a hundred percent at a lot of my shows. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then part of that is also communication. Mm-hmm. Showing, showing up means being involved with, you know, your, your environment, the people there as well, engaging. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I, I think another, another value. So I love the idea of personal growth. Like this is, if you look at my library, I have got self-help books on how to grow personally. Cause that's, I just, I love this concept and I love watching the growth and others. And, and one of the things that is a benefit to not necessarily playing for money, but playing for time and exposure mm-hmm. is your exposure as a performer to an audience. And what I mean by that is learning the banter, learning the timing of the banter. The banter is important. The banter is hugely important. And, and, and the timing of the banter is important. Yes. And so you you get that practice time and you can't that's something that I can't practice at home. I can't practice that. Mm-hmm. I can only that's real time, yeah. In front of an audience. And so that that is something. And then I now Michael, I have not had the pleasure of actually like greeting you after a set. I've seen you perform, uh, but I have not had the pleasure of seeing you after the performance is done. But Dante, I have with you. And what really stokes the individual? Now, we're not, I'm not talking about the audience as the collective. I'm talking about the individual. What really stokes the individual is when they come up to you at the end of a set, at the end of a, a show, and they are so appreciative and when you can turn and face them frontally stop what you're doing and give them the attention freaking that pays dividends in everything that and and if you are not accustomed to 
communicating with people like that, this is another one of those areas that you can practice. I'm winding a cable right now, but I'm going to put this down for just a second. Make eye contact, shake your hand, get your name, say your name to you five times, like the whole deal. It's this, it's this whole connectivity oh yeah to the people and and then when you can totally personalize it in that intimate moment between just the two of you you've leveled the playing field up that much more Mm -hmm. definitely so i want to say this for anybody that thinks that they have the music that's going to just change everything and they they're needed and no nothing else matters it's just them they're in the wrong business because what you just described to Aaron mm-hmm. is we're in the service business customer right. service <laughs> right <laughs> no matter how you look at it i don't care if it's you got to play 10 of your originals it doesn't matter you are yeah. still here as a customer to provide customer service and if you're a jerk at the end of the shows, you're going to get bad reviews. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I think it's funny to think about it as a commodity because it it really is. I mean, pick your cliche, a double-sided coin, double-edged sword, pick whatever it is that you want to say. Because on one side, I don't say I do all of the booking and everything like that for my band. And so I am this rigid businesswoman on one side. <laughs> But I am also this very thoughtful, service-providing individual as well. And so it took me probably the first five years of playing to really understand that those are two extremely different hats (laughs) that have the same outcome and are dependent on the same (laughs) outcome. (laughs) and so uh, there's the business of serving and then there's the business of the actual business number crunching and whatever the monetary side or the you know that side how many hours do I have that I can devote where do I need to be what you know all of the logistical business stuff as opposed to the service business stuff Mm -hmm. so Something, you know, the showing up part is really interesting to me because, you know, we're talking, you guys were talking about the banter, like, you know, the timing, you know, that's something that I kind of struggle with a little bit. Um, But it's something I have to be, you know, I have to be present for. Like some days Mm -hmm. I'll have, you know, a great day where it will feel completely natural and, you know, unplanned. Those are like my ideal favorite moments. I don't really like planning too much in that department but right um it's so i think it's really important to be vulnerable and when i feel vulnerable at a show i i always notice it's a more successful um interaction between each other within the band and with the crowd and it just make you know the event feel a lot better and feels more successful like we just played recently and it was such an interesting show because i made a lot of mistakes and it still felt like a really good show to me. You know, sometimes you even you, with all the mistakes. Yeah, even uh, he made a lot them, of them. I made a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at one point, I even I heard, I heard it was a good show, though. I heard it was a good show. <laughs> it was a really good time. Are you talking about the Slow Rock? Show? Yeah, yeah. 
Um, yeah, yeah, Drake. I was talking to Drake. He said it was a good show. Oh, yeah, yeah, Drake. Yeah, he came out. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, like there was even a moment where, I mean, I forgot a whole verse of the song. And I don't know, we ended, but it was, it was a cover. It was a Tom Petty song. When we ended, I was like, oh, that feels so wrong. I just, I was, <laughs> and I told the crowd, like, wide open. I was I'm like, sorry. I screwed up. I missed the whole verse. Here we go. We're going to continue this song. So, so he basically did, like, you know, the eight miles where Eminem says everything that's bad about himself. Yeah. You know, and won the crowd over. Mike just, like, you know, I completely messed that up. So, we're going to do that over, you know, type of thing. Mm-hmm. And people, like, enjoyed it. Yeah, it Dude, honestly, vulnerable. people, and that's a part of being vulnerable. Um, you don't want to make mistakes at shows, but sometimes you do. Yeah. And sometimes it turns into a really cool thing because the crowd sees, oh, this person is, you know, just human. And, like, mm-hmm. it sometimes, some, some, sometimes, I won't say all the time when you make a mistake, but <laughs> but sometimes it turns into a cool thing. Like, I, I've I've, like, popped a string and on the last song and then just like change and did something completely acapella. Um, and it was really powerful. Um, so, you know, you just never know. There's just yeah. certain mistakes you cannot make. Like the drummer cannot get off beat, you know? Yeah. Just, but, just stay, stay on the beat. Yeah. Yeah. yeah stay in the pocket. Yeah. <laughs> so when we're talking about musicians starting out, my assumption that I am, I'm taking here, which could be wrong and please tell me if I am, is because there's there is something tremendously different in the work-life balance of it all when you are a solo performer as opposed to a band that is starting out. Because there there's a greater amount of rigor if you're a band starting out as opposed to a solo artist starting out. And I feel that with that rigor, there is a different way to view the, we're going to call it compensation, but whatever it is that it might be. Um, and it's harder to compensate a larger headcount than it is a solo person. Yeah. I just, I want to kind of make a clarification. Are we talking about a solo artist that's starting out? Are we talking about a band? Are we talking about D all of the above? I was thinking all the above. So basically, my thought was, okay, like, for instance, myself, I, at some point, I talked to a bunch of people, and I feel the day has gone great when I'm able to inspire, motivate, encourage somebody. Mm-hmm. Now, whether they take that and they go and take off running with it, that that's on them. And so I even thought to the point where, like, okay, maybe I want to get into motivational speaking. Well, I've never been on a pedestal or on stage like that to be a motivational speaker. So if I were to reach out to somebody and say, Hey, you know, I'm a motivational speaker, yada, yada, yada. They reply, okay, well, do you have any content of what you've done? Now I talk to people all the time and I definitely do that, but I don't have anything tangible work. Exactly. No videos, no nothing. So in order for me to like try to get those things and in front of people, I would have to possibly set up some dates where I would take something that wouldn't be of monetary value, but the value would be is I'm able to get in front of people. Build your portfolio. Can, exactly. Create my resume. Mm-hmm. And so whether you're a, a solo artist or a band starting out, 
no way around it. You have to create some form of resume if you want to take it to the next level from where you're starting at. So another form of payment that I just thought of is for a time when the earthquakes started out, the venues that we played where we had, I would, I'm going to call it cohesive success, where the band experienced success with the audience and experienced success in the tip jar. The venue experienced success in a great turnout and patronage, uh, people staying longer than they normally would, things like that. Uh, When it's a two-way street success, we asked the venue owners or the people who were in charge to give us a review, like a positive review, something that we could quote and something that we could put the venue name down as this is the quote from that venue. Ah, that's Mm. good. I like that. So some, I mean, because you could put that on like your website. Yeah, exactly. That was the whole idea was these are the locations that I've played. This is what this location, this venue, like I don't have to necessarily cite an individual. Some of them were just like, no, use my name. Tell (laughs) <laughs> right, right. Say it with me, yeah. But just like giving giving that review, because you know there is no Yelp for musicians. That's just not nope. a thing. You Did know, we just invent something right here, right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who who's gonna get on that right now? I'm already working I mean, on it. Thanks. Oh, <laughs> Do you hear me typing? I've been doing it for years. Oh. I've been doing <laughs> Please don't. Yelp for me. Yelp for musicians. That's awesome. Oh, no, no, not Yelp for musicians. Wow. That's that's what I'm talking about, yeah. It's kind of scary, though, because here's – so I've I've actually thought about this before. And when you have a Yelp situation for musicians, you run the risk of railroading hobbyists. (laughs) I don't know if that makes any sense. That was a really long way to get – Wait, what exactly does railroading mean? If somebody had just gone – to go see Dante Marsh mm-hmm. and then they go to the next winery and it's a hobbyist musician. It would mm-hmm. be really easy to leave a bad review that because music, uh, music is a it. very intimate affair, but I mean, maybe it all comes down to what it is that you had said earlier. You got to be built for the business. So I don't know. Right. I don't so know. maybe it would weed out, <laughs> weed out. some. <laughs> I mean, Ooh, I am baby. definitely in favor of the Yelp for musicians. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm not intending to hurt feelings. Feelings will be hurt, but you know, like it's just a part of the game. Okay. Yeah, but then, and then also, if you do it right to where it works in your favor, you know, a lot of uh, companies they put their Yelp Yelp reviews like, check us out. We have a Yelp review of whatever it is. Oh, you know, there you whatever go. venue it is, or to yeah. give themselves a positive name as well. So, mm-hmm. there's another thing I thought yeah. of. It's kind of like, I don't know, Joe, it might be a little off topic, but I've been thinking a lot about it now, probably more than I usually do. But digital distribution, you know, it's not a new thing. Obviously, we've been doing it for years now, but now, like, what's happening to everybody, you know, with shows kind of being canceled and musicians that aren't on a label and are spending a lot of time at home, I think it's a really cool idea to be intentional about what you're focusing on with your recordings and 
how you want to release your music. You know, it's not just, okay, I recorded a pretty cool album and release, you know, I've done that, but I've also been really intentional about my marketing plan and how I'm going to release it. Mm -hmm. You know, where am I going to release it? Right. um, Something that I've had a little experience with um, is getting placement, um, like uh, getting in syncs basically. So your song gets Mm -hmm. picked up for a reality TV show or, you know, things like that. And not just saying, oh, it dropped an album and it's on Spotify, because that's really oversaturated, obviously. We all know that. Right. right. But anybody can put an album on Spotify. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah. And it really. Any, any, anybody. Yeah. Spotify. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it's just um, when you really look at the whole package and make a plan, I think it really makes a big difference as far as the opportunities. It's still really, really, really difficult, but the opportunity to monetize your music, you know, mm-hmm. when you, when you, when you plan everything, you write everything down, you care about your merchandise, you care about getting in sync, uh, your royalties, how you're going to get your royalties. Um, all that stuff really matters. And when you're intentional about it, I think the opportunity is higher to, you know, get, get a little bit more than a dollar. You know, just mm-hmm. like get a little bit more. I know that's probably I a whole other topic, but that's something that I've been no, thinking I, about. I'm, I'm happy to hear it, though. Creative ways of finding the money. And I'm absolutely mm-hmm. I'm a huge big fan of that. You yeah. know, just doing something. Yeah. So, so you guys, have you guys ever auditioned your bandmates? Um, Like, basically, so like, say we were getting a new guitar player me you drake and tim sat down and like like brought in new guitar players is that what you're saying yeah um i've uh there was kind of i feel like an audition for bass a little bit but not i mean not really i just okay, had yeah, one I the, yeah, yeah i, I, kind I of had an audition, audition for, for michael <laughs> okay well, that was a fun day <laughs> <laughs> not the gerald part <laughs> I don't know if, um, yeah, we were like, we were looking for the, you know, the last piece pretty much. The guy, yeah. And I was kind of, I'm not going to lie, I was starting to lose hope. I was like, oh, well, I was still new in the music business here. I didn't really know that many people, that many musicians. And then, but Brittany was like constantly pushing, you know, really enthusiastic. Oh, we're going to find someone, we're going to find someone. And Gerald showed up and we like fell in love. Fell in nice. love with you, man. Ah, yes, easy, love back, easy to love. Yeah. <laughs> he's easy to love. I had to audition when I um when I was singing with Mama Tumba. I had to audition for that. It was interesting, you know, just knowing that like okay, somebody else was in here doing the same thing like the day before, mm-hmm. you know, and there. But I got the gig. That's an interesting um, thing, though. But I I auditioned. Ahead, yeah. I auditioned for a dude named Joe Shavera. Shout out to Joe. <laughs> Wait, didn't 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 I just didn't I just meet him? In yeah, you gravity? just met him. You met okay. him not too long ago. Yeah, yeah, uh, and that was <laughs> that was at the very very beginning of all of my starting to play music out and everything. Oh no, I've had to audition more than once. So I, I auditioned for Joe, and Joe came in and looked at me. Was that in 2011? Oh gosh, I can't remember. For the uh, for that concert at the Clark Center. Yeah. 
Oh, that's where I met you. Yep. So he came in and didn't like my look and had an opinion before I even started singing. And to me, that is the greatest challenge of life is it's just like, okay, all right. Okay. I see you. Okay. uh Uh-huh. You're smirk. All right. Fine. Here I go. And then I'll open my mouth and it is really, it it is a true joy. It call me what you will, but it is a true joy when I can turn that smirk into a wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I did. The other time was how I actually met my now husband. Uh, I auditioned for the jazz band that he plays in for fill-in vocals. I was their uh, backup, not not backup vocalist, but backup fill-in person for a number of years right they're backup vocalists but not backup vocalists you yeah. weren't doing bgvs but you were their backup vocalist the backup exactly. head vocalist yes yeah. backup lead yeah. yes so i was I I, I, the understudy there we go i was the understudy <laughs> and so i've you're, I, the, stunt, you're the stunt double <laughs> yeah the, the... there you go <laughs> <laughs> so i had to audition for that Um, And then we've had auditions for other things for our backup musicians and all of that. I think the only person that we haven't necessarily auditioned has been, has been Gerald because Gerald just. Shout out to Gerald. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm supposed to be humble. uh, It's only funny because we know you are. Right. But we auditioned Johnny Punches. It's a practice in our band that when we need to have backup musicians and we have to audition for it, the whole band is there for selection, including the musician who will be absent. Yeah, Uh, we've recently brought on a backup vocalist, not an understudy, but she is a backup vocalist. And one of the things that I've learned about being in a band There are a lot of things that I do that would be perceived as I am the main person of I am the band, but my band situation is very, very, very much a democracy. And it would not have been appropriate for me to just tell the band, hey, we're bringing this girl on on my recommendation and that's it. Here we go. I actually brought her in. She met the band. We broke bread together. I think we saw you guys at um, Charlie's place and you had some additional band members. Yes. You know, with the family units there, our chemistry is set. That's another thing that I would say to a fledgling person or fledgling band or starting out band or newbie or pick. Your green grasshopper, your grasshopper band. <laughs> the thing that I would encourage is that you do not compromise chemistry because that no. is profoundly important when it comes to stage performing and everything else. On that note, I just want to give Michael, if you have anything that you want to add on real quick. Not really. The only thing I'll say about the audition that I find a little bit funny. Um, I have like zero experience with auditions and I don't look at the the time that we jammed together for the first time as necessarily an audition because um, I don't know. It just feel, felt a little like 
it was just like, oh, let's just get together and see what happens, you know. Even though obviously right, we, we right. were looking for a band member, obviously. So that's like the, that's the organic, yeah, natural we, audition. There, there'll be time in another episode. We will we will get to that whole situation. Yeah, and um, explain everything. Yeah, uh, Dante, you got anything else that you would like to add on? No, I think we we had a lot of good stuff this time. They can tune in next time. All right, you guys. Well, I thank you so much. I appreciate you for joining me. Thank yeah, it's been you, a pleasure, Gerald. man. You guys, you the man. Shout out, Gerald. Back on beat. <laughs> Back on beat. <laughs> thank you for taking the time to listen. We definitely had a good time in this conversation. And as you can see, we kind of went off topic and talked about some other things that we will definitely go deeper into as the episodes come along. Now, if you have a chance and you listen to your podcast on Apple Podcasts, if you wouldn't mind leaving a review and a rating, that'd be highly appreciated. For any questions, any thoughts, any collaborations, you can contact me at GeraldPurify.com. Thanks again for listening. And remember, victory loves preparation. Keep running to the top